Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is episode 114, the return of my friend Stacy Geisel. Stacy was episode two, which is crazy, 112 episodes ago, 112 interviews ago. It's like 150 something episodes ago. This podcast doesn't make any sense. Uh, you guys, this interview was so I, I think I need to have more people back a second time. This was so nice because the background's all out of the way, right? So then we just end up talking about really deep shit. <laughs> so uh, this also is a perfect example and I'm not like trying to toot my horn here, but this episode is a perfect example of how to have a conversation with someone with different beliefs and ask them questions in a way that is respectful and that is seeking to understand, not judging or, or, you know, trying to find flaws or anything like that. Uh, Stacy was a trooper and, and we just branched off and talked about all sorts of random stuff. So I'll let you guys get into it. It's a long one, but well worth it. I loved this episode so much. So without further ado, here is the return of my friend, Stacy Geisel. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my Right. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like two years ago I did. I covered a whole Jimmy World album because I was super excited because I was like, I can sing what I'm supposed to sing. And then, yeah. Well, just a, just a, putting a thought in your ear is yes, ear the me. fact that um, through my experience, everything starts energetic and the last place it comes out is physical. So usually our physical symptoms is because we've ignored something energetically, emotionally, or mentally for long enough that it's now... Well, the irony of that is, uh, and I, I'm... I mean, I look at what field I'm going into, like right. body, body keeps the score, like hundred yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. Um, the irony of all that is like, I, in the last, like, since I've got this diagnosis really have healed so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it doesn't happen um, like immediately, yeah. but I'm just saying there's a chance that it could all go away. Yeah. So actually a ton of women that I've worked with, we, and even myself, especially in like because so many people are jacked up in like the second energy center which is like our reproductive and it's gonna dive into so many things oh my gosh so many things (laughs) but it's like it's pretty cool because that's where like all of our reproductive stuff so like the increase in prostate cancer why because men don't share feelings (laughs) like so where is that gonna go like it's gotta come out somewhere and women when we work on their healing and most of us are fucked up there um there's like their menstrual cycles start to completely change like pms isn't normal and yet yeah like that's not a normal thing and like all of a sudden they have less cramps they're not like all these things and then gets even crazier is that like then their menstrual cycle starts to shift and be like synced up with the moon cycles it's the craziest thing because we're doing so much work on all of those levels that yeah. like, and it takes time. Like it took me, I mean, 18 months to get my period back. Then it took me another probably, I mean, it wasn't until, I don't, I don't even, I can't even tell you how long it took, but at the end of the day, like today, I don't even know my period's coming except for it's about to be the full moon. 
And like, I get like two hours of cramps. That's some that's witch it. shit, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> some witchy stuff. Oh, this could be a fun. lot of things to branch off on. Um, <laughs> so I, I just re-listened to your episode. Oh, because oh I, I was like, I'm so curious. Because so your episode two, mm-hmm. which is nuts, because we're this is season four. <laughs> Um, which is just crazy to me. And I'm excited that you are my first, I don't know, what's the word? Repeat? Repeat. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call it repeat. repeat. I think that's the word. How long ago was that? That was, uh, July of 2019. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited about this for a few reasons. One, you are, you're not the only person that said like a really nice thank you to me afterwards, but you sent it in a letter, like a, an actual piece of mail. Um, and I, I was, it meant so much. Um, and I loved that. <laughs> so I had my little thank you note. I want to make a little like collage on the wall. Um, and then I know it's funny with my first interest in you being on the show was cause you were kind of doing like a rebranding of yourself online and going through a bunch of stuff and now you've kind of like done that again to like an extreme <laughs> and I'm so curious mm-hmm. and you always have so much wisdom to share. Obviously you've been on like some of the special episodes and stuff and I just want to know what the fuck's going on, <laughs> Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, That's how I feel every day. I think I, I did. Just... I actually like did research for this. Uh, oh. And I, and when I say that, I mean, like I said, I listened to your first episode, but then I did a scroll through your Instagram mm. and not, I didn't like go through your posts necessarily, but I, I'm going to break the fourth wall later about that. <laughs> but it's funny to see like, there's literally a color pattern change that you can look at. It's just interesting. So let's rewind. Can I, and, and if you don't want to share this, that's fine. But you said, uh, you mentioned that this worked somewhat as like a catalyst, uh, if you remember that after the last Mm -hmm. show, (laughs) last episode. So can we start there? And what, what is this journey you've been on for the last Mm. three plus years? Yeah, we can start there. Um, You just want me to toot your horn a little? Is that what you're, I mean, I wasn't (laughs) just kidding fishing for that, but I'm just kidding. Um, It's really interesting because, Oh my gosh, three and a half. Like it was funny because I was thinking on the way here, like what has changed and i think that like the better question is what hasn't changed like we we live in the same house um yeah. sometimes sometimes <laughs> right? oh, so, i have lots of questions about that too. yeah we'll have lots of <laughs> lots of fun with that but it's so much has shifted since that point and i i think that being on this podcast like i know that my voice is something that is it's it's part of why I'm here. I'm here to share messages. I'm here to share wisdom. I'm here to connect with people utilizing my voice. Um, and you, I think, go ahead. When did you have that realization? Like, I imagine that happened before we sat down for the first one. No. Like, I mean, I think I, think I knew that in some ways, but I yeah. think really putting myself out there and being on a podcast and like, just being willing to share my story um, and certain things was like, oh, like maybe there's a lot more here than I thought. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. So I think that was in some ways why that was such a catalyst for me of saying like, I can do this. Yeah. I am supposed to do this. Yeah. Right. And um, 
and just being able to have fun with it. So I'm curious about, and I want to move forward, but I'm, I don't get to really have this conversation after the fact. So, and I, I sat down and did one of these, but obviously like I got to edit it. So, <laughs> you know, um, I'm curious what your thoughts, feelings were about kind of that exposure of putting yourself out there and what you, cause I look at it as like, at first I thought of it, like, this is a life story of someone like summarized onto an hour. Uh, but then looking, like listening back to my own episode, it's just, it's kind of just like a slice of time, you know, like, yeah, there's background in there, but it's just kind of like where you're at at that moment. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering what you, like, if you had any anxiety, hesitation or, or any positive feelings that, that like reflected backwards after it happened. Yeah. I think, um, I think anxiety going in for sure. Um, I think there's always a fear of like, uh, what am I going to say? What like, do I need to prepare? Do I have to? And I think that there's, it's funny because looking back, um, it took courage to just say yes and just to do it. And it's funny because people, I think, look at me and just assume that I say yes to everything and I just do things because like that's kind of, it's just part of who um Part of who I am is that I don't back down from things. Yeah. However, that doesn't mean that it's not hard to go through it. And so definitely anxiety working up to it. Then the anxiety comes back when you actually are like, oh, this is going to be like listened to by people. <laughs> like It wasn't just like, Justin oh, and I talking I in the basement. I was wondering what number you're going to say, but you just said people. That's fine. <laughs> I, don't, I, like yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know how many people. That's the whole thing. Like, And... Then it's this, you know, the ego pops in and it's like, oh, what are people going to think about you? What are they going to, you know, like, who's going to hear it? What a, and and um, so that was a really interesting thing. And then what's funny is afterwards, and I don't remember how long afterwards, somebody told me that this podcast was played. And I don't know if I shared this with you, was played in their classroom. So you did the Truly's episode. Is that what you're talking about? Are you? Or your episode? My episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. And when I talked about the fact that, like, there's the hummingbird and the jackhammer. Yeah. And, like, and um, that was, like, such an interesting moment to me because I was like, oh, my gosh, the ripple. And I think that's something that I've learned since then is that you don't know what your ripple is going to be. And you don't know where things are going to yeah. go and how many people you're going to impact. And sometimes it gets overwhelming because I'm like, I know that I'm here to make such, like, to change the world in some way, but how do you do that? Like, it just feels impossible, especially with the way that the world is right now. Yeah. However, then you realize that one conversation was heard by who knows how many, and who knows what they took from that and how who they shared it with. And so you yeah. just don't, I think it was that ripple moment was pretty profound for me of like, hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy the, the effects you can have on people without really ever knowing it. And I think that's universal. It doesn't apply just like podcasts, but, um, Amen. you know, those mo those tiny moments where you just like maybe bump into somebody you haven't seen in a while. And just like something you say or moment you share, like ends up impacting that person greatly. And you, you likely will never know, mm -hmm. um, a couple anecdotal things on just what you just said too. You're not the first person, and I'm wondering if it's the same teacher, but you're not the first person to tell me that this has been played in a classroom. 
which is funny because I say fuck a lot. <laughs> uh, but my, my friend Truly, who was episode nine, um, she talked about her raising a binary kid and mm-hmm. her non-binary kid. And that was played um, in a classroom to like discuss, you know, tolerance and asking questions and that sort of thing. So it, that's that's crazy to me. And it helps keep my ego in check just realizing like I just provide the platform. Like it's all you guys that are actually like providing the content. And I, I love it. It makes me so happy. And that's like why I keep doing this show. I think too, just to give yourself some credit, like there's just, there's so much of a co-creation and we really wouldn't be able to sit here and have these conversations if we didn't feel, if the person on the other side of the mic didn't feel comfortable and if you didn't ask great questions and if you, you know, so I think that there's, it's just such a collaborative effort and that's, I think what can be really fun about podcasting and just um, collaboration in general. I don't know if it's what I've realized in the last three years since, since we did this or if it's just uh Something I didn't pick up on at the time, but when you, you mentioned the hummingbird jackhammer, so just like refresh everybody. I believe you said Andrew told you like about it and there's you either go after something like the one thing, you know, you're going to do it. You go after it like a jackhammer or you like a hummingbird and you just go all around the place. Yeah. Do a bunch of different stuff. And then he said you were both. <laughs> but that was the part I related to. I was like, yes, because when I go into something like I dive 110 percent in. But then I like usually wane interest over time. Um, and the reason I'm becoming a therapist is because that's the one thing I have not waned any interest mm. in. It's just like gotten bigger and bigger as time goes on. And I, I, I found that so relatable and I love that analogy. Yeah, I, I saw it on the news one day. And what's funny is that the hummingbird has actually become like a very profound symbol in my life um, in so many ways. And with the work that I do now, like helping people in human design, it's funny because I there's we have different profiles, okay? And if you're a six profile, which I am, I'm a six two, you were meant the first 30 years of your life were meant to be trial and error. Like your entire life is meant to be trial and error. And then you go into like the next 20 years of your life where you kind of settle into one thing. And you master, it's all about self-mastery and healing and all of that. And then after the 50, 50 on, you kind of become this role model and you're not like, so it can be a lonely place to be because like there's no one you necessarily look up to. You're the, you're the person paving your own way, like blazing your own trail. Some people call that ignorance and arrogance. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Um, But then there's also like. There's people who have a three in their profile and their entire life is that. It's trial and error. And at closer to like 40, they start to try a little less just because their discernment is a little bit, they have a little more wisdom under their belt of what's worth trying and what's not. But I think that a lot of people could feel like I did in there's there's a part of you that feels like you're broken. Like, why can't I just stick with one thing? Why can't I? And like, I've been told that, like, oh, my gosh, like, just pick something. And I'm like, but it's not that simple for me. Like, I can't like one thing leads me to another thing, which leads me to another thing. And now looking back, I'm so grateful for every single one of those those transitions because it's led me here and I carry a wisdom from them. But in the midst of it, it can feel really messy, like (laughs) really messy. So that that was something that was really helpful to know is like, oh, it was kind of supposed to be like that. Yeah. And I wish I would have known that earlier because I might not have been so resistant to it or I might just been crazy. So I guess I fi- probably found out at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, 
I had to let go a lot of the, I wish I knew that earlier ism, if that's an ism, um, like, especially through therapy, right? Mm-hmm. Like you get to a breakthrough, a breakthrough part and you're like, oh, why didn't I like, you know, why didn't I ask myself that question 10 years ago? And my therapist is always very quickly to be like, uh, cause you would have told yourself to fuck off and not listen to yourself. I right. Like, oh, that's correct. Um, but you, you said something that is obviously the uh, the buzzword of the episode, which is human design. So mm-hmm. let's go back backwards a little, because okay. you you start evolve beyond limits, mm-hmm. um, and you started that podcast, which I was like, oh, Stacy's doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. What is that? What is human design? I know it's much more than you're going to be able to explain <laughs> in this period of time, but. <laughs> Just to like offer myself and anyone listening some clarification on what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Evolve Beyond Limits was is the company that I own. And it, in its name, <laughs> has evolved. It's evolved from the very beginning where um, I really was just helping people with more like self-awareness, a lot of confidence stuff, those types of things. And it has evolved through that into being what it is today, which is a human design company. Uh, I really, right now, my big focus is actually helping businesses get the most out of their teams utilizing this tool. And it seems like, how the hell did we go from this to that? And it just it just does. But what human design is, essentially, is it's your unique blueprint that you were born with. So it pulls in a lot of astrology. It pulls in the I Ching. It pulls in like like quantum physics and pulls all these things together. And essentially what it's telling you is that every single person was put on this earth is like, I like to say you're a puzzle piece in the grand scheme of the giant puzzle. And every single person is unique. And so this just gives, um, I think when you start getting into self-discovery and self-mastery, a lot of it can feel intangible. And it's actually hard because a lot of people don't in, like they struggle to invest in it because it feels like, what am I investing in? Yeah. You know? And when you say investment, you mean like your time and your time, and, your energy. Yeah, yeah. Your, and it's, um, yeah, and money, all the <laughs> things, right? And so human design kind of gives like this you're looking at it and you're going to be one of five types. Okay. So you're either going to be a manifesting generator, a generator, a projector a manifester or a reflector. And those different types, each one has a unique purpose for being on this planet. So generators are here. They're here to be workhorses. Like we are, they have to be fulfilled by the work that they do. Manifesting generators are the same, but they're also here to inspire movements and through using their voice. which is pretty cool. Projectors are here to be the wise guides of the world. Like they are here to be, give guidance. um, And they all interact with the world differently. And that's what's really cool. Uh, But manifestors are here to, they they, they like start projects and they're really good at start getting things started. And then they're supposed to hand it off to the generators, (laughs) manifesting generators to carry it out. I do that, but it's ADD. Yes. <laughs> and then there's the reflectors who they only make up about 1% of the population. And they're here to literally do what it says. They're here to reflect back to um, 
reflect their environment back to the people around them. So if they're happy, then they're in a happy environment. If they're unhappy, then the environment that they're in is unhappy. And they have this unique ability to shine, um, to just mirror back what what's kind of coming at them. I have a niece who's a reflector. It's fascinating. But yeah, like each one has their reason for being here. They have um, the ways in which they interact with the world. And I think the thing that's so fun about it for me is that we're all kind of taught to act the same way. <laughs> you know, like we're, we are like, okay, you do life this way. And for- Especially in America, yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and- Actually, none of us are really meant to do life the same way. And so human design gives you that outline. And every reading that I do for people, people come out relieved. Like, oh my gosh. When you say reading, what do you mean? Like I take them through their chart. So I go through and we talk about like, because there's a lot of depth when it comes to human design. So there's your type, there's your profile, then there's these different channels that are activated within you that are kind of like the things that you radiate out naturally okay. um, all the time. And so I take them through and we just talk about how they are meant to interact with the world. And most of the time they're doing it wrong. Like they're doing it the way that they've been taught, which is fine, but that's just generation after generation of being taught that you know, um, if you want something, you have to go out and get it. Yeah. Well, for a lot of people, actually, things, opportunities are come to them all the time. And all they have to do is respond yes or no of whether they want to do it. And if they continue to follow their yeses, you will always be satisfied and you'll be led to exactly where you're supposed to go. But we're so busy trying to control our life and to force it in certain directions that we don't listen to our gut, we're up here. We're in our heads way too much. I'm, I'm I have a lot of questions. Um, <laughs> Lay them so on me. First, who created this? Who's the... So it was actually created. It was channeled, which if nobody, if you don't know what that means, it just means that, you know, and there was something called the Harmonic Convergence in 1987, um, which was like this big energetic shift in the world. I'm not going to pretend like I know a lot of information okay. about this because I don't. However, during that time, it was channeled through um, through kind of the, the man who created it. And what it was designed for was actually to help parents with their children. Because if you knew your kid's blueprint to begin with, yeah. you could actually raise them in a way in which was more fitting for them rather than trying to get them to be a miniature version of you – or whatever that looks like. And I mean, you're you're in you're going into and you're in therapy. So by the time we get to 20, 30, 40, 50, we have all of these stories that we have to like undo. Right. And so if we didn't collect quite as many growing up, we might be able, we wouldn't have to spend so much time going backwards and I don't want to say fixing, just kind of like mending a lot of those things. Yeah. So that's where it came from. Who's the guy? Um, I can't even remember. I'm blanking okay. on his name right now, honestly. <laughs> right. Um, uh, so you're saying a lot of things that are ringing a lot of bells in different areas. And first, I think the obvious thing is there's, you know, there's the Enneagram. There's different personality tests. Mm -hmm. And I think they all have similar buckets. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what was it about this that you were like, yeah, this is my jam? Mm. So I love that you asked this question because your personality test that you take, it's it's kind of funny because... You're referring to the like big one, the like introvert, extrovert. Like any of them. Yeah. Disc profiles, you've got, you know, all these different things. And the the thing is that if I and I know this because we work together in Best Buy, the strengths finders test that I took in, you know, Best Buy leadership class or whatever. I used to swear by that shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When I was eighteen. And it's not that it's not helpful. Bookshelf over there. There we go. (laughs) So it's not that it's not helpful. However, if I took that test today. It's going to be a very, very different result. And there might be a couple things that still ring true. Um, But I've actually done this. And most people, like, I was joking with one guy and a team that I was working with. And he said, well, the personality test is going to change depending on what kind of day I've had. And I was like... Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't. Well, I mean, but, <laughs> it's not a good test, though. <laughs> but for some of them, yeah. it's like he's like, you know, if I've solved a lot of problems that day, I probably don't want to solve any more problems. But like, there's certain days that I want to, and so just little things like that. Where human design, it doesn't change. Yeah, it doesn't change, and it's also not something to. It's, it's like an entrance is what I would say. It's a really good way to get into self discovery. It's not something to be, to live by. It's a self-discovery tool. And because everything in human design has polarity to it, meaning that um, there might be this aspect of who you are. However, you can use that for empowerment and to move yourself and others forward. You can use it as an excuse to stay exactly where you are and stay stuck. Or you can actually use it for destruction of yourself and the people around you. And the goal is to understand it and to be able to always pull yourself back to a place where I am going to vibrate at my highest frequency. And that is, so that's why I love this tool because it kind of, it gives you a lot of insight into what is my highest frequency. Yeah. How do I live in that place rather than, you know, like um, falling kind of into a more low vibe type of and the, yeah um the i wanted to just touch on the enneagram because i don't i'm not an enneagram master person but i know like so i'm an enneagrams i'm a four and recently i was going through my book and i was like i don't think i'm this anymore but then i got to the part where it's like you know a good four is like closer to a one Mm. A bad four is like closer to, I think it's a seven. Um, And then I was like, oh, wait, this all checks out. Mm -hmm. Um, And the first time I read it, it was like, uh, it blew my mind because I was like, no one has, I've, how do you know these thoughts that I've never shared with anybody? Uh, And then recently I've also learned about, uh, just on the Enneagram before I close that out, Enneagram is also never supposed to change. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the whole thing. And the strengths finder thing, completely agree, which you guys, if you don't know, it, uh, Gallup's made this strengths finder. Um, it's a useful tool in corporate America. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you try to take it out of there, it can get a little screwy, but I took that, I don't know, five, no, probably like eight years after I initially took it. And I was like, it's going to be the same thing. Not one, not mm-hmm. one of the five were the same. And I was like, you fucker. Um, And I've also like gone through a lot of very heavy changes. Um, Yeah. Like mental 
personality like changes and i think that's one of the things i learned in like psych in like high school is like who you are as an adult is pretty much set unless you face like a heavily traumatic situation and sometimes working through that trauma is that heavily traumatic situation Mm -hmm. and that can like really change who you are at Mm -hmm. your core um but the things you're you're pinging on so i mentioned the enneagram going into therapy and the and the stuff that i've read and we just did an episode on money and we talked about money story and that's another thing that blew my fucking mind Mm -hmm. because there's four different money scripts that you have based on how you grew up what your parents told you blah 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 and that was another thing that I read and I, I was cracking up. Like I shit you not, I was sitting right here and just could not stop laughing because <laughs> it was this book from 15 years ago was telling me this is how you think about money. And it was like spot on up until about three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. But it's like what drove my self-destruction in my 20s was like, this is, yeah, money's the root of all evil. People that have money don't deserve like stupid rationalizing shit it's called money avoidance i fit that like a fucking glove so there there's all these things especially in the world of therapy right where it's you are a product of your of your childhood Mm -hmm. in every way possible um and what human design kind of sounds like to me is you are taking those same ideas putting some numbers into it and adding more of a, I don't like the word woo because <laughs> people use it derogatory, especially on the show. I think you were one of them. Maybe you're like, I know this is woo woo where you yeah. kind of defend yourself. Um, Not anymore. And it's, yeah. No, which, and I caught that and I'm so happy to hear that. Um, so I, I, I don't want to, I don't want that to come off as like pushing back. I'm just, it sounds like it's another tool that's, kind of pulling from a lot of areas, which I think the most successful ones do, right? Mm-hmm. The Enneagram wasn't just some guy in the basement. It's like, I got nine numbers. Let me start writing down people I know. Like it was done based on like, oh, this from the, this from psychology, this, you know. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's where my question came from is like, why this of everything else? Mm-hmm. and And how much of this touches into spirituality and religion because that's yeah that's where you lose me personally because that's not who i am yeah um but i'm curious like where that plays a role for you yeah well um, what's interesting is it doesn't it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't actually touch on um touch on any of that i think that and and the thing about like again the human design and i guess the better word from what i was saying before is gateway like it's a gateway into self-discovery And it feels very tangible to people. And that's like what they need. And the thing is, too, like my right now, what I'm doing is I'm going to change the industry of the like going into corporations. And we're not just going to take tests and be like, yep, this is just who I am, because it's not enough. It's an opportunity to actually start to dissect who you are. And then it gets into the nitty gritty of what I love so much, which is really that deep sub like subconscious reprogramming. Um, But you need to have some place to start. And this allows like I did. um, I did a team synergy analysis, which is what I do using human design for teams. And it's so fun to see um, 
people just they they really resonate they're like oh like okay this this part of who i am is like great but then there's this other side that if i'm not using it to my fullest capacity i get stuck in very perfectionist or all or nothing behavior right and then now it's not personal because their team members are like hey dude you're doing that thing and he's like yep i'm doing that thing and i'm okay i know how to shift it i know where i need to go and how i need to think and i can kind of start to let go of that and um and yeah and it's a big thing for me is you can learn this is why I'm so passionate about what I'm doing right now is you can learn all the things about yourself. And that's we have to start there. Right. And however, we don't go through life alone. And so for me in working with teams, it's all about bringing more self-awareness so that you can connect with other people better, because in human design as well, depending on who you're around, it activates certain parts of your chart that wouldn't normally be activated yeah. around other people and so i can tell you who what teams are going to make the best salespeople. what teams are going to like really gonna focus more on like the um like tapping into emotion and you're going to feel more safe around them than other people yeah. and who's going to be better at creating timelines <laughs> because some people are they're going to this is me. Okay, just okay. putting this out there. Um, <laughs> they're going to create imaginary timelines that make zero sense because they just want it to be done because they feel like once it's done, the pressure then releases, yeah. which isn't true because you'll just find something else to do. And so it's all of those different dynamics and being able to see other pe- see yourself, but also see other people through a different lens of like, wow, they have a huge gift in processes and being like really strategic in these different things where I have a really like one of my gifts is I see at a very, very high level. Yeah. Right. And so processes is like throw that out. the. It doesn't mean I can't learn it, but it's not where I'm going to shine um, without a lot of work. <laughs> so anyway, um, do you so I don't want to get into the weeds on this because I have so many other questions, but <laughs> uh what what do you how do you refer to yourself? What's your position within your other than like, I don't know, founder or CEO or whatever? Yeah, right now I kind of I'm a like I'm a team synergy coach. Okay, that's what I would probably if I had to put the label on my yeah on myself currently. Um, jumping back, I I don't know how far back. Literally, I'm still I don't know if we're ever going to get this time back in any sort of rational order, when we look back at the last like two and a half years, mm-hmm. like, cause I'll, I'll be like, so last year, but it was actually like March of 2020. Right. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so at some point, <laughs> I'll just phrase that you and your husband, Andrew mm-hmm. were all over the place <laughs> lo- geographically. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Glad you clarified. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm wondering, uh, like, why how um and then i have some other follow-ups to yeah oh my gosh okay so fun we are all over the place and it's um sometimes like i think when we tried to book this the first time it was like i don't know where i'm gonna be well and it, before that because when you were doing the evolve beyond limits like when you started the podcast mm-hmm. um which i think was like still the infancy of when you started the company yeah or the the name um you were in Florida, you were yes out west. So how yeah. did that happen? So um, Andrew and I, we COVID happened. Yeah. Um, Andrew got a new job in like the 
month of COVID, like the same month. And so it wasn't supposed to be remote. And we had been talking for a while about how we wanted to have more flexibility, to be able to travel, to be able to do these things. Well, he gets his new job. And I, re- I will not forget this moment because I was actually in LA, just finished up a mastermind. And he called me and said, I just had this interview. However, it looks like I'm going to be stationed in Birmingham. Like it's not remote. And like our thought process was he's not going to leave what he has unless it gives us more of an opportunity to travel. And so I won't forget being disappointed in the moment. I was like, wanted to be excited for him, but like deep down I was not like, cause I was like, this is not the plan. And, um, just goes to show you that things work out, but (laughs) he, He ended up taking the position and then COVID happened and everything shut down. So never once was Andrew actually in the office at this particular position that he was in. And so we were like, we, we want to travel. Like we want to do this. And we started talking about like, are we going to do it in an RV? Like, how are we going to do this? And then that August, his brother-in-law, our brother-in-law was like, hey, we're thinking about getting an RV and we want to only use it in the summer when our kids are like have baseball and different things. And we're like, well, that's interesting because we only want to use it in the winter. When we can get the fuck out of Michigan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like this might work. And they're like, well, do you want to split it? And I was like, all right, let's do it. So we end up buying this 30 foot class C together. And um, Andrew and I took a took one trip out west I was running a retreat in Sedona. Do you have to get a different license for that? Mm -mm. Okay. No, you just, they just trust you, I guess, which is terrifying. Uh, (laughs) Well, I've heard the term class C license, so I wasn't sure. Oh, no, 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 (laughs) no, you don't. You just, you just hope that you're, no, you're huge and just, it's really the semis are the trickiest part. But um, anyway, we take one trip out West. I was running a retreat in Sedona. He had to come back as, and he had to get on a plane to Dallas so we only had like this short time period and we come and we're going through Missouri and we're, Andrew's like, well, we're just going to drive through the night. And I'm like, okay. So I get up and I'm getting ready to take over. I've got my dog on our lap and I haven't even like buckled my seatbelt because we literally, we were going to pull over and we were going to switch. And this deer is in front of us on the expressway. And we're both like, you would have thought that I was like scared, but I wasn't. I was like, no, 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 no. And like, you can't swerve. You can't swerve. And so we just nail this deer. Um, and I just, I laugh because I, I thought we didn't hit it that hard. Cause like, I didn't even budge. Like I didn't move. You guys are in a fucking bus. I, we were in a bus. <laughs> and so, so, um, we pull over and Andrew's instantly just crushed. Like he's like, Oh my God. And I was like, I'm sure it's not that bad. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, (laughs) he's like, I, he's like, I'll go check it out. And he goes to open his door and he can't. (laughs) I was like, you know what? I'll check it out. And so I go out and the whole side is crushed in and it's leaking something. And I was like, you know, we should probably get out because I just don't know what that is. And this whole thing happens. Anyways, we get stuck in Joplin, Missouri for way longer than we wanted to. And we ended up having to rent a van to drive home because we had to leave the RV 
in Joplin, Missouri. We ended up meeting this guy. He was the only person in apparently all of America that works on them. And like we couldn't find anybody to work on. It. And he's from Traverse City. So it's very funny. funny. So he ended up like taking us to dinner. It was lovely. Andrew didn't think it was very lovely, but it was a, but I was like, I don't know why we're supposed to be here, but we're supposed to be in Joplin, Missouri. Anyway, my sister and I drive back that January and get the RV and we go to the Smoky Mountains, just the two of us, which is a whole nother story in itself. However, we won't go there. So, but (laughs) through that process, so we got back in November and we were like, let's, we're going to take a seven or eight week RV trip. We're going to leave on in February and we're not coming back until April. That's when we had to hand over the RV to our brother and sister. And we're like, well, let's try to Airbnb at our house while we're doing it. Because we've heard stories that people can do this. And so move. Yeah. So we were like, let's do it. So we spent like two months, maybe three, two or three months just getting rid of every unnecessary thing that we had like getting the house prepared to become an airbnb and we were like well we'll put it up and just see what happens we put it up and it was booked solid the entire time that we were gone you're right on a fucking lake in february (laughs) yeah but there's plenty of ice fishermen and right but nobody really used it for that it was it was pretty funny like um so that's how so we ended up spending seven weeks in an rv we went down to atlanta we went down to um saint pete florida we ended up in the keys we came across and went to we met some friends in arizona went up to utah working working remotely yeah Yeah. it was kind of a disaster and like (laughs) like looking back it was it was hard like it's hard to not be grounded it's hard to um Every day he had to set up something that looked like we weren't, you know, in a campground or something. Um, And so, but yeah, we had, I mean, we did have the best time and we ended in Utah and then just came back. And since then we have, I mean, we still travel, just not in, not in really, we did buy a Sprinter van after that. Yeah. And we traveled a little bit more and then we were like, okay, I don't think that this is the life for us. You guys, I have great news. Everybody is drinking less. Seriously, it's trending downwards, but you know what's trending upwards? Non-alcoholic beer. Non-alcoholic beer sales have grown 30% year over year because people are drinking less alcohol. So what do you want to put in there? What do you want to mix in with your normal drinks? Maybe you want to switch it up, right? You want to have a normal beer. You want to have a non-alcoholic beer. You want a normal beer or non-alcoholic beer. That's, that's a great pattern. That's a great way to start. And you know where you can start doing that? Well-Being Brewing. Well-Being Brewing is out of St. Louis, and they have some damn tasty beers. I'm a big fan of their Intentional IPA. You've heard me talk about it before. It's got the 16-ounce can. It's full of hop flavor. But, man, they have a dark amber that's really, really tasty. Hellraiser Dark Amber. They have the the Golden Wheat Ale. They have so many different beers, and all of them are delightful and easy to interchange if you're looking to just switch it up so you're not drinking as much or if you want to quit drinking altogether, they are your place to go. You can go to wellbeingbrewing.com slash friend request and save 10% on me, guys. I got this for you. And if you don't remember that web address, just go to wellbeingbrewing.com and use the code friend request when you check out. There's a lot of ways to do it. 
Either way, you're going to save yourself 10% and you're going to save yourself a freaking hangover. So go get it done. Love that beer. Love that brewery. Love you guys. That's why I want to save you that 10%. Wellbeingbrewing.com slash friend request. Back to the show. I want to go back to something you said, because you've said this before, and I've asked you about this, but I don't think it was on the show, because I don't know how it would have come up on the show. Mm -hmm. Can you explain what a mastermind is? Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so essentially a mastermind is just like a group of people that come together um, to, like this one was, there was 50 of us. And we were all entrepreneurs. Like, there's usually like a theme, right? Like, mm-hmm. so we were entrepreneurs making less than, you know, $250,000 a year or something. Yeah. And there's usually somebody who hosts it. And this one was six months long. So it was like we had six months. Mm-hmm, we had an in person experience. And then every two weeks, we had like either a QA with the, with the people who were running it, or they brought in guest speakers. And then like, you had like accountability groups within it. And so it's just kind of like this big that networking. Is, that's longer than relationships people have. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's true. That is true. But that's what a mastermind is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I thought it was going to be like, oh, it's this long weekend in Florida, but six mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> and this is what you're doing when you're like deciding to start your own company? Which is not the first company you've started, I should say. I mean, you were talking about E4Y last time you were on here, which, mm-hmm. um, it's so it's, yeah, that's yeah. So far, I think it's been four, <laughs> technically. Well then, four businesses. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm curious with the travel, you're building this company. Uh, when did Andrew go off on his own? January, technically. This oh, okay. past January. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he that that kind of answers that question. It's I don't like to ask uncomfortable questions. Yes, I do. Maybe, but it's a. Uh, I was just wondering, like, what is what does your financial life look mm. like during that time? Because I that's always very curious to me, and why I did an entire series on small business and entrepreneurs because it's like, what is that transitional period? Where's your cushion? Is it your spouse? Are you just eating corn dogs? Like, what does that look like? (laughs) I actually love that you're asking this. I think it's super important because people hear these stories and they can like, not that they would because you're amazing, but they could like be like, I don't give a shit about this person. And then you share this, but they're like, but how did they do that? Um, And no one ever talks about it. No one ever talks about it. And I think it's really important because, um, Andrew was definitely the, he was the rock for a long time. Yeah, Eric uh, is the breadwinner of our Yeah, and and I think that it's, it's amazing when you have that, when you have that stability and security. And I think that it actually, everything really worked out perfectly as it, as it does. Divine timing is always a thing. Um, however, there was moments that I could feel his angst in his like not loving what he was doing. And it was so painful for me to watch that. But yet he, as a man, you're just like you, most men feel this, this need to provide. They have to provide, they need to be the ones that are giving the stability and they thrive off of that stability. And so, um, he were for a long time did just did what he needed to do did what he needed to do to make sure that we were okay. He always supported me in that way um, so that there wasn't a lot of pressure on me to, you know, like I could just do what I love. Yeah. Which I'm so grateful for. And then, and then the Airbnb 
brought in a lot of money. Um, so funny. Yeah, and we weren't like, I mean, yes, we were spending it, but not not really, right? Yeah. And so like that was a really cool financial um, thing. And then when he made this transition into starting his own company, um, I genuinely believe that we can always figure it out. And I believe that money is one of those things that does respond to us. And if we like, it will always show up when it needs to. And but the way in which we did it is actually really counterintuitive to because we looked at our situation and Andrew was going to take a he was going to cut his pay in half. And the fact that he was starting a new company and actually got a salary was pretty amazing. That yeah. doesn't always happen. Um, so it really worked out. However, we were also cutting his pay in half. Like it was a lot of money that we weren't yeah. bringing in. And so we looked at our life and said, how do we make this work? And that is, um, I just believe there's always a way to make things work. And so what we ended up doing is we have an apartment in downtown Detroit. And that to a lot of people would be like, so you have less money. So you're going to go get an additional place to live. Oh, so you bought a place downtown. Yeah. Well, we're renting it. Okay. Yes. So we have an apartment in downtown Detroit. For, and this was multiple reasons. One, we could not, our lake house in the winter, um, if you want to come stay at it in Airbnb, it's great. But <laughs> if not, it is so boring. Like for us, there's, you can't take, I mean, it gets so dark so early. Like you can't do yeah. anything. So we were like, we can't be, the last winter we skipped by traveling. This winter with Andrew's company started, we knew that he was going to have to be more grounded and he was going to have to stay in Michigan. So we we're like, how can we make this enjoyable? So we ended up renting an apartment in downtown Detroit. And by doing that, even though we were adding an additional bill, we were able to rent out our lake house yeah. and cover both of those things. And so it took a lot of... Um, actually a lot off of our plate even though it seemed like we added something <laughs> and now um so yeah it's kind of been this really interesting transition and i think you just have to in a lot of ways i think you just have to not be afraid not be afraid to think outside the box not be afraid to um to get yourself in a little deeper than you think you can handle because like life really does work out for you and everybody's opinion on debt is really different and i think that there's a you just have to decide what's best for you and for us it was like if if we had to put ourselves into debt to get to this next phase in our life we're willing to do that yeah because we aren't willing to live a life where we live in regret or we wonder what would have happened or what we could have done. And um, we've never let money be a thing that stops us from from getting there. I'd be curious to know your guys' money story. Um, we've worked a so, lot on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's me and Erica have opposites. So that was she's like, let's let's look at all our stuff. I was like, no. <laughs> let's let's pretend it doesn't exist right the avoidance uh, i love yeah. that yeah oh man yeah um you love it Perfect. i mean it's <laughs> it's avoid you know anything that we don't want to deal with we just feel like if we avoid it for long enough it might go away yeah or the decision will be made for us yeah um <laughs> 
Can we can we break the fourth wall? I don't know what that means. Well, you better get ready. I don't know if I'm I mean, ready. Just for your own reference, um, breaking the fourth wall is like uh, if you're watching a TV show and then they talk to you, like they talk to the camera instead of interacting oh. in the scene. They break that fourth wall because the fourth wall is the screen. Um, so I, I say that okay. in regards to your your business, your branding, you like you did a lot of that over the last few years. Um, you've kind of rebranded twice. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned at the top of this, you scroll through your Instagram feed, you can do it at a high speed and you'll see, oh, there's like this white, blue, orange thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's all earth tones. Mm-hmm. And um, and your consistency in posting as someone that has a podcast, I'm like, fuck you, how do you do this? Like I was, oh shit, I was supposed to make a post yesterday. And I, <laughs> you hired <laughs> someone. No, oh, <laughs> that is a good answer. That's what you do. Um, yeah, because that's it's just the worst. Um, so, but what is that the answer? Like, I wanted to do this. I don't want to take it on. I hired out. Um, as far as the whole thing, right? Like, um, I guess how do you? I'm trying to find my question. <laughs> how do you? How do you? How do you bring on? I don't know if you want to call them. I guess clients, right? Mm-hmm. How do you bring this this on? Um, with the with the change that that happens like how do you to me if i see any inconsistency right like that's my biggest pet peeve anybody that ever wants to start a podcast and i apologize if this is you because i didn't listen to all your episodes or anything. it's okay but when people are like i'm gonna start a podcast and then they're like episode every week and then this one was two weeks between and then this one is uh there's three this week and then there's not one for four weeks and i'm like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> it drives me nuts so you have to look at your human design okay go ahead um (laughs) but yeah so when i when i look at that and in the grand scheme of things and i hope you don't take this in a negative way because i think you're very successful what you're doing but since we've talked last you've been three different people online and that's where i feel like you probably sell yourself the most how does that work (laughs) Does that make sense? Does that line of questioning at least encompass where you okay, think I'm Okay, so let me just make sure that I'm answering the right question. <laughs> so um, essentially, how are you, how am I able to consistently get, like work with people even though my branding hasn't been consistent? Yeah, and what's the, I guess in the from the fourth wall point of view, like what is that? Like how do you, how do you utilize that tool and I don't mean that in a way like, give us your best Instagram tips. Oh, don't um, worry. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not getting any of those. Um, yeah. So great question. And I think it's funny because I've I've had advice in the past, too, of like, you just need to stay the same. <laughs> and... Um, it's counterintuitive to your entire exactly <laughs> quite literally my company is called evolve beyond limits guys like this is not going to this is not going to change because part of we as we evolve and grow like we can't expect to be the same person that we were before we can't expect to make the same decisions we can't ex- nor should we want to be <laughs> nor should we want to be we can't expect to work with um the same people right and so as you evolve, you everything in your life start it responds to you. So as you evolve, everything in your life evolves. And it's a 
really, to me, it's very fun. And it's, there's, there's a point, this is what I would say, is there's always a point where you feel so much resistance towards what you're doing or what your, like, what your branding is or like whatever that is. And you know that there's a next step. You know that there's a next level for you and um, you will fight it because until it becomes unbearable. And then you're like, okay, like I have to, it's time for me. You have to release to receive. And often we have to release the past versions of ourselves in order to step into, we can't be both people at right. once. And so when, for me, it was just kind of like, okay, like I, like the biggest one, the last brand brand shift I made, I realized that I didn't want to just tailor to women. Like that was a big thing. And I didn't, in the moment, I didn't actually understand why. Now it makes a lot more sense. Um, but I was like, I don't want my branding to be so feminine because I, like this work is so important for everybody. And yeah. so I hired a branding designer. She's freaking amazing. Um, her name is Becca. She owns Halo creative or design or something. It's Halo, H-E-Y-L-O. <laughs> but um, I hired her and was just like, gave her my vision. This is what I want. And this is who I want to like work with. This is who I, um, I want. And then was something I remember specifically saying is I want this to grow with me. I don't want to outgrow this brand as quickly as I've outgrown the rest of them. And she did an amazing job pulling and it was just such a co-creation between her and I of, okay, I love this, don't love this. Like, and um, yeah, she just found an amazing way to bring it all together. And then she handed all of that to my assistant and my teammate um, who manages my social media and all of that. And then they, she does her thing and I kind of stay out of it. Like, nice. um, <laughs> I don't know if that answers your question, but it's just, yeah, that's kind I, of it's, my... It's, it's, it's just a funny space um, that I hate so much. <laughs> it's the, like, to have a presence, you have to have some sort of social media thing in almost every field, and it's such a fucking chore. And I mean, that's why there's entire jobs that do that, right? But it's, um, your stuff has been so consistent, and so on brand even though the brand has changed like when it's that it's that mm -hmm. and everything is right mm -hmm. um and it like even mine i have a schedule that i started at the beginning of season three and like i've kept with it and i love what it looks like when i scroll but it's such a fucking pain in the ass and it's literally three posts a week but i don't care i don't care and i don't <laughs> want to do it and it, you know what's interesting is that you do we have to have a presence? I don't know. Like, and it's funny. You tell me you don't get any clients from social media. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that because <laughs> like, but, but is that like now I'm realizing that, um, like what, what I'm doing right now, that online present actually isn't, isn't as important as me being in the room with people well, as yeah, me absolutely. having conversations as I would way rather have a business that is built on referrals, which most of my business has been. Yeah. And, um, and I think that social media is a great way to establish yourself as kind of an authority in a particular field. And, and there's so many resources now, like I have a client actually that repurposes content. So you 
sit on podcasts all day long. You do like I this is what I said to her. I said the amount that I talk between my group programs, <laughs> podcasts that I'm on, podcasts that I'm leading, um just every I mean I created workbooks for human design like i should never have to create a piece of content in my life that's my view like, it's all out there already it's out there go find it like yeah. i don't know and so that's actually what she does is she goes and she you she'll take a long form piece of content that you have whether it be a podcast or whatever it is and she turns it into 125 different posts yeah and then you just have somebody kind of put them out there and so to me, I'm always looking for ways to be more efficient. Like yeah. that's part, <laughs> that's like, how can we do more with less? And that is because so I feel the exact same way. And if it ever feels like a chore to me, the thing is that the energy that you're putting towards it is the same energy that's going out. And so if you're doing it with that like resentment and that like, I hate this feeling, then that's what's coming out of it too. Yeah. And so like, why do it? I'm so curious. I hope the answer to this is yes. Do you, does you ever see a post your assistant does and then like it's a quote and you read it and you're like, when did I say that? <laughs> does mm. that happen? Mm -hmm. no, mm -hmm. Yeah. Go What's on. funny is because I do that in, I'll probably do that after you kind of black out in certain things. Yeah, and yeah. Um, there's, there's most people <laughs> have wisdom within them that they don't even realize they have. Oh, yeah. And you will say things that, like, things will come out of your mouth and you're like, damn, that was good. Yeah. Did somebody write that down? Because, like, <laughs> I don't actually remember what it was, but it was really, it would have been a great quote. Um, so, yeah, that that definitely happens. I, I get that. Like, where you just block out what you did because it's just coming, once you're in the zone, it's just coming out. Even when I'm listening to, like, I listen to your episode and I listen to some other people's and stuff. And I'm like, how did I connect those thoughts? Like in the moment, how did I, what? You know, it's so true. And that's like, um, when I mentioned like channeling earlier, that's kind of essentially you're, you're taking yourself out of it. And now like you're, there's something speaking through you. That's yeah. what I truly believe. And it can be your soul. It can be your spirit. It can be a higher power. If you want to believe in that, like whatever it is, like it's coming through you though, but, and you've gotten yourself out of the way. And now the wisdom or the songs or um, it's so funny you say that because I about like music. I was at um, I took myself on a on a date and oh. I went to Cliff Bell's <laughs> down in Detroit and I um, I was just there by myself and it and nobody knows it's like a jazz club. So okay. you go and you have dinner and then there's like a jazz show and I was watching these musicians and I'm just like I'm fascinated by music because I love it and I am not good at it and i don't understand it and like i don't understand yeah anyways especially so, jazz <laughs> don't try to understand jazz. yeah well i wouldn't try to understand any of it so that worked out for me but i was watching the guy who was kind of leading the whole thing and he's playing what's the giant guitar <laughs> the giant guitar the upright bass yes that yeah okay yeah, yeah. he's playing that but he's also like directing a guy like way in the back that's doing something and then he's also like you can just see all the things that are happening and he's still like playing this guitar or this upright bass and i'm just fascinated by musicians because like again i i'm i live my life in like this state of curiosity and i'm like i wonder what all their human design charts are because there's got to be something that just like 
where music comes through you in that way, where you're, it's so natural for you that you can, like your brain just works in a very different way. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> I just think, first of all, yeah, musicians, especially when I say jazz, it's cause jazz is like phenomenal. Um, like the, the coordination, but then the ability to improv, but still stay in time and, and, and in, um, in melody with the rest of the group while you're also just doing what the fuck ever takes so much talent and skill and training. And th- what you mentioned though, it makes me so sad because this is something every, I, th- I would say every band, at least every successful band has, which is this chemistry within the band, right? Like you can go to any concert and you can watch any of the people playing the instruments and you'll watch them communicate with the other people playing the instruments with just little looks and nods and yes. winks. And I, uh, I've i played with bands here and there, and I've never had that because I've always been so in my own head and so uh, desperate for like the approval of everyone else there, especially for live, like the whole audience, but like just the other band members. When I recorded my album and we'd rehearse, in my head I was constantly being like, oh, at the end of the song, they're going to be like, this song sucks <laughs> mm-hmm. and no one's actually, even if they thought that none of them, they're my friends. None of them are actually going to say that. Um, though some, you know, I wish they would have on a couple songs, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I can see that chemistry happen even in bands that I'm a part of, but I don't receive it because I do not give it. Cause I don't, I'm like, I don't feel part of that unit because mm-hmm. I'm so concerned about myself and it's such a bummer. And like, I know it's my own shit, but it's like, it's one of the joys of being in a band from what I understand is having that camaraderie. And I don't think I ever got there with anybody except for my buddy, Billy, who plays bass with me. Um, yeah. It's just me and him. Cause when you play the same stuff over and over again, you, yeah, yeah. You, you have little jokes without even talking. Sure. Well, and I think what was really fun about that, like I would have never known that. And yeah. um, actually you could tell that one of the guys, I think he was on piano was not the normal they don't play together all that yeah, often yeah. just by the way like it happened but still the main guy was like he'd look at him and kind of give him like a like a slow down a little bit like yeah. i mean just these nods that were like but here's what's funny and so here's a challenge for everybody <laughs> i on this date with myself i was not allowed to have my phone so i probably would have never noticed that intently and been able to see the magic and the 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 pure talent that is coming out of these people and the passion that they put behind everything they do like watching the um guy with the saxophone just i mean i'm just like this is like the most it was just a very making love to that saxophone. i'm telling you like it was a very profound like moment for me because we are just so distracted and like when you really look around and you allow yourself to be present in the different things that you're doing it's just such it's a it was a completely different experience for me than probably ever watching watching music. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I'm doing the digital detox episode this weekend for self-care and I like I I hate it. Even even when you say that in my mind I'm like, oh, "Of course, why would you have your phone out while you're watching a band?" And like even when I go to concerts, I may like two or three photographs to like memorize the moment. And then the rest of the time I'm just there. 
Um, I don't understand that desire in those situations. Any, I mean, in, in most you shouldn't, right? Like there's so much to observe and absorb if you like allow yourself to, but right. it's so much more comfortable to fucking play Sudoku and scroll through fucking Instagram. For sure. And when you're by yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah. It's a whole nother level of discomfort because you've got to be really comfortable being by yourself and like everyone wondering why this person is like dressed up out to dinner by yourself yeah. like and not that they they probably nobody probably even cares but it's these things that go through your head that you're like oh my gosh and it would be a lot it would feel there's like this comfort of like well if i just had my phone out then i could distract myself by this discomfort like because yeah. yeah. and through that you just miss out on so much life yeah. and like what the beauty of every single moment and yeah i'm with you i I make it a point to leave my phone behind as often as I possibly can because yeah. <laughs> it um, it is just such a distraction. For me, I know I know what I use it for, and it's like the second that I Porn. don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, how did you know? Um, <laughs> no, the second that like I know that I don't like there's something that I don't want to do. Yeah. If I the second oh, I get uncomfortable, yeah. then I'm like. I just use it for total distraction. Yeah, we are a society that is desperately uncomfortable being by ourselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if we can avoid that, that's, uh, yeah. I know. Well, it's funny because Andrew, um, he, my husband, was in Scotland and Ireland. And I had this, he was gone for 10 days. And I had this like freak out like the fourth day he was gone. And I was like, I'm running out of time to be by myself because <laughs> I like had all these people over and different things. And I actually love to be by myself. And our brother was like, I think Stacy's the only person that would be like really okay just being on a deserted island by herself. And I laughed and I said, I've worked really hard to get there because it's not, yeah. I do, I like enjoy my, I, I had a mentor one time say, um, if you like, if you struggle to be alone, you're in bad company. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, yeah, that's <laughs> probably true. Like, yeah, I, uh, I like being alone. Um, and I get motivated in different ways. Like Erica's halfway to Pittsburgh right now. And I know all the stuff that I'm going to get done this weekend that I, not that she like stands there and, and Lords over me and, it's funny because when I describe it, it sounds like that's what's happening. And she's <laughs> always super confused by this entire sentiment. But for whatever reason, when I know she's not going to be home, and sometimes it's like I want to surprise her with something. I like If she was gone for a month, I could build a fucking house. Because I'm just like, <laughs> yes, I'm going to do this. Like I just, uh, I don't even know if you noticed because you're facing the other direction. But I just did this built-in bench upstairs. Um, while she's gone, I'm going to custom cabinet like, an entire wall in the garage. Uh, it's just, and I just, that's what I'm going to do. And I much more capable of doing it when she's not here, even though she's not involved at all. It's very strange, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I have two questions. Okay. Two more. I have two more questions. Okay. They'll end up being 10 questions. Um, Perfect. <laughs> this is, you got to step outside yourself for a second. I'm just curious about this. Ooh, okay. This is kind of a relationship question. Okay. If I asked Andrew, <laughs> Oh boy. I like the, I like how holding this pause. Cause now you're wondering I'm, <laughs> um, what is this question going to be? No, if I asked Andrew over everything you just talked about, the traveling, the, the Detroit, the Airbnb, the ed, everything. Mm -hmm. If I asked Andrew, how much of that was he pulled along for and how much of it, <laughs> uh, were you guys both hundred percent? What would he say? 
Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I genuinely believe that we both think that we have a partnership. Like we don't yeah. make this, like one person isn't necessarily pulling the other person along. Um, I do think that he would probably say that I initiate most things and he just is kind of like, he's a little more, um, he's a little more reserved oh. <laughs> in, in the like, okay, well, how is this going to work? And I am like, I'm like the, t- <laughs> so with him and I, somebody described it to me this way. And this is actually based on our human design charts is he is like the one at the, at the foundation of the house, looking at it saying, what cracks are here? Like, what do we need to work on? What do we need to fix? Like just making sure everything's super safe. And I'm like standing on top of the house and I'm like, what house? Like, I just like, I am the person that's just going to be like, it'll be fine. Everything's going to work out. And he's like, okay, but we should probably like make a plan to make sure that those things kind of happen. And so um, I think he would say that we both made those decisions and he's usually the one like, like this is, this would be the difference is I would probably be like, let's sell our house and travel in an RV for ever. I don't know. And he's like, well, what if we Airbnb'd out our house instead? Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that's a way better idea. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that instead. Like I'm very like, just, you know, um, so I think that, that that's the difference between him and I, but we do, um, yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, it's a funny, it's kind of like, and I don't, I feel like this can sound like I'm saying you're airy or something, but like you're the balloon and he's the, he's kind of keeping you grounded a little bit. (laughs) So you're not just like getting caught in a plane engine at one point (laughs) yeah yeah and (laughs) and it works like like he gets in his head a lot yeah where i just don't like i really make decisions based on gut feelings and that is like his his worst nightmare for me is when i come to him and i'm like well, I just know that this is what we're supposed to do. And he's like, can you please give me more than I just know? And I was like, no, because I actually don't have anything more than that. Uh-huh. Like, however, he will never, I don't think Andrew would ever say that, um, that he wasn't glad that we did all the things. Like he talks about, even though travel was really difficult um, on him in the moment because of all the logistics with work and he was working a nine to five and all of that. He looks back on that trip and he's like, I learned so much about myself and um, that it was just like it was a really big defining moment in our life. And so, yeah, I'm kind of. uh, But, yeah, he he definitely he grounds me in. Well, let me ask you a secondary question to that, then. You discuss human design like it is a core belief system. Mm -hmm. Um, What what? What would you do if he or does he share that or is that something like how do you how do you have that piece of your life and your being and like were you scared about like oh what if he's not on board with this? Mm, no, um, he we I'm trying to think of how to answer this. Um, it has been such a profound tool. Again, it's a tool. Um, 
in actually helping each other, helping him and I understand ourselves and actually grow our relationship drastically because there's there's things like, again, when him and I are together, something that we've learned is we actually activate the channel of struggle within one another. Okay, that's not ideal, right? Like <laughs> with your partner in life. Yeah. Um, and it's also not a bad thing because when what that does is when we're together, we have a perseverance of like, we're not going to, and you might've heard this in this episode, nothing's going to stop us from getting what we want. Yeah. Like, and we don't know how it's all going to work out. Like we were joking the other night. We last summer, we didn't have our boat. We love to wake surf. Um, and we, I said to Andrew, we were sitting on the deck and I said, next summer, we're going to have, I don't know how, I said, I don't know how. But we're going to have our boat and we're going to have the flexibility to surf whenever we want. And this summer, we were sitting in the middle of it and we have our boat and we have the flexibility to surf whenever we want. And so that channel of struggle actually is a really beautiful thing. However, there's there's caveats to that, meaning that he he holds the side of it that always plays devil's advocate. So... He doesn't care if I turn right or left, but he's going to ask every question under the sun to make sure that I know where I'm going. And sometimes that forces me to be like, okay, I don't want it that bad. Like, <laughs> But there's other things like our puppy that I was like, I will fight to the death with you on this because like, it doesn't matter what you say. I am that I am that sure that this is what yeah. I want and where I need to go. And so he's actually a great filter for me. But if I didn't know that, I would feel like he's always trying to take the sail out of my, you know, like, yeah. that's, I know. that's, uh, that's, I have that dynamic with Erica. <laughs> she's, she's the Andrew of our relationship. <laughs> Lots of like, I need like the logistic, like whys and hows, whereas I'm like, especially when it comes to like building stuff. Mm-hmm. I like, I can see the finished product already and I can like, as I go, I can figure out how long and how wide, like the boards and stuff. But she's like, can you draw it out and show me? I'm like, eh. it's like this right here. I mean, people can't see this, but like I drew out these garage things cause I, part of me needed to see some measurements, but like also I know Erica wants to see like what the end product's going to look like. Mm -hmm. Best case scenario, like what I did with a couple things was like, I took pictures of what we wanted and then I just fucking photoshopped them into our house <laughs> and she's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's what I've been trying to say. <laughs> I know. But like some um, people have that. And, yeah. and it's also like, even your decision-making, like Andrew and I have very different, he, he gets to make decisions in the now, like as long as he follows his gut, it's going to be a yes or a no in the moment. I'm an emotional decision maker, meaning that I can't make spontaneous decisions i actually need to sit with things and if i feel pressure and he hates this part of like it drives him crazy because he's like just make a choice and i'm like i can't and he's like and if i feel pressured into making a decision i usually feel like i made the wrong one and so now there's this this contention and um it's just it's actually like a really fun like i said it's a really fun tool because he because i am emotional in that in in that space he whatever emotion i'm feeling he yeah. takes it and he amplifies it and so if i'm mad guess who's more mad 
like that's not fucking fair like i'm mad and he's like well i'm more mad i'm like you don't even have a reason to be mad but now we have a we have something we have a tool to go back to and be like okay you're at like i'm mad because of this you're just amplifying that so like let's both calm down and then we can talk through whatever's going on but um so in that essence i think that he he is on board because it's been so profound in us understanding because i think we naturally go through life being like you know life would be a lot easier if people were just a little more like me like (laughs) that's like what people think like why can't you act like like just act a little bit more like i do and we would be fine but we all have these beautiful gifts and that we can bring to the table but we have to be able to see them in one another and not try to get everybody to be the same and just let you yeah be who you are yeah i uh i think that the most when i'm driving <laughs> why can't you all drive like i drive normal yeah a little fast Down, and considerate of other people on the road um my last question mm-hmm. this is this is my pushback question <laughs> okay, I love it. well so i asked you about what role religion spirituality plays in human design mm-hmm. and you said none mm-hmm. but then you also say things like everything happens for a reason or that like that was planned and how can there be some form of divine plan or reasoning without spirituality and religion that seems counterintuitive um i think one my question to you would be are you Ooh. putting spirituality <laughs> and religion in the same bucket no okay um and i think that you said regarding human design exactly like specifically that's where i mean i guess that's what i associate with your your belief system Mm, okay so this is more about me not necessarily the human design i mean you tell me you know more about both of those than i do okay (laughs) um because i think that that's the whole thing is that um human like human design doesn't have to bring any type of religion or um and I could, you could either say it brings none or it brings all of it. Yeah. And I think that for me, I have, I am a spiritual person, meaning that I, I do believe that there is, um, that there's something, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say bigger. I'm not even going to say better. I think that there's just more at play. I think there's a lot of unseen at play in, and, uh, we don't give enough credit to the unseen that's happening to the fact that maybe we didn't take that like maybe we randomly turned right because something bad was going on left maybe your flight got delayed because it would have get gotten taken down i believe that everything does work out for you and that there's a lot of unseen in that world um part of why and i think i mentioned this in the first episode is that i did not grow up with any type of religion and now looking back because that was a that was a pain point in my life for a long time because i was like everybody's doing it like why do i just not like why do i not have this catholicism everybody's doing it (laughs) whatever that is right (laughs) and i but it did it used to bother me like i was like because because everyone did it and i um and now I look back and I'm so grateful because, and I talked to my parents about this not that long ago. I was like, I'm so grateful that that you guys didn't push me in a certain direction because I know that part of why I'm here is to bridge that gap 
and to be a peacemaker of the fact that all of these religions, spirituality, all this stuff, like there's so much more in common than there is different. Mm. And yet people are there. We refuse to see it that way. And so I actually had a friend one time tell me that she thinks I should read the Bible. And I was like, okay. And um, I didn't disagree. And what's funny is that I actually get Bible verses like dropped to my phone almost daily because I think that there's wisdom that comes from everywhere. And I personally, you can't tell me that like Buddha and Jesus and all of these like, like religious and spiritual leaders were here and that they're all wrong and only one is correct. Like they all came with wisdom. And the way that I look at this is that if, you know how like somebody can say something to you and it doesn't resonate and then the next person says something to you and it does? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 when you say that, I, I think there's some caveats there. Like obviously who's, who the person is, where, <laughs> where you're at, what state sure. you're in when you're receiving it. Sure, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but I do believe that all of these, um, everyone that came to kind of guide in whatever way, they, they're all kind of saying the same thing that, but it's just who are they going to resonate with? And we as human beings have decided to take that and cause a lot of separation amongst that world rather than seeing it for what it is, which is actually, um, that there just is a lot of similarity. So something I'm actually working on right now is I just started reading a new New Testament, which is a it's essentially the New Testament, but it's also it's the original New Testament mixed with a lot of um, newly discovered texts that were left out of that, which it, that's what makes sense to me is that there was I it's not that I don't believe in certain things. However, I think there's a lot of missing pieces. And so something that's important to me is actually going through and um reading these things and diving into and finding the wisdom in all of these pieces that have been written and in the like because i think there are so many more similarities than there are differences and um i just think i'm so glad most people were born into religion and they yeah. just believe what they were taught to believe they haven't explored it they haven't explored spirituality yeah. And you give it kind of more of an open mind with without that anchor. Yeah, because I didn't have to overcome something and then yeah. and then like make and then decide what I wanted to believe in. And I think when people ask me that, I'm like, I believe in all of it. I believe yeah. in um, in just about everything because I do. I think it's all here for us to learn if we could take that curiosity instead of being so triggered by things yeah um all right well, that <laughs> seems like a good spot is there anything uh i didn't bring up that you wanted to talk about hmm. <laughs> i don't think so right. not that i can think of <laughs> who knows I'm sure i'll think of something on the way home well <laughs> that's how it works yeah Let's start making notes for the, the three-peat episode yeah um, exactly <laughs> Well, thanks, Stacy. Hey, no problem. Fun, as always, always. As always. It's always a pleasure. Always fun. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend?
All right. You just listened to my second interview with Stacy Geisel. If you guys haven't listened to episode two and don't know Stacy's uh, origin story, if you will, go check that out because it's it's crazy how far people can come in a few years and what you can build and and I just love it. I love it so much. And we really <laughs> ran the gamut on topics and. I, I got to tell you, I nothing makes me happier. I know I said this at the top of the episode, but nothing makes me happier than when I can talk to somebody who has a completely different belief structure and we can like dive into that and find out more uh, in a way that's just exploratory and respectful and curious. Curious is my favorite word, I think. I'm going to get that a big freaking plaque that just says curious and um, hang it in my office when I'm a therapist. Um, that I'm sure could be taken many ways, but I, yeah, it was, it was so good talking to Stacy and I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. If you are wondering what is going on with grad school, cause you know, I'm in grad school to become a therapist. You can join Patreon and find out. I post some updates there occasionally with what's going on in my classes and everything. Patreon.com slash friend request pod. In addition, there's a bunch of extra friend request stuff there. There's, I think, an unedited episode. There's some transcriptions from the summers. There's a bunch of extra stuff there. So head over there. It's like a buck a month. Check it out. That is, it's a dollar a month. It's cheaper. I know they say this a lot in like ads to buy special edition quarters and shit, but it's cheaper than a cup of coffee. Um, so go over there because all that money helps me put this podcast on. Did you guys know I pay a monthly hosting fee for this podcast? See? And Patreon helps cover part of that. So check that out. Bunch of content there. Patreon.com slash friend request pod. Thank you so much to everyone that's already sponsoring over there. Talking about people like Z and Katie and and Michelle. And Michelle's been there forever. Thank you, Michelle. Um, Andy, so many people. Guys, thank you so much. You could be as cool as them. Just head over there and check that out. And I will talk to you guys in a couple weeks. I'm putting together something for January that I'm pretty excited about. And I'm doing, oh my God, I'm doing an interview on, I'm going to look at the calendar, November 15th that I'm so excited about. And I can't tell you who it's with. And you probably don't even know who the person is, but I do. And I'm already nervous about it. I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity. <sighs> okay, we'll see what that is. Maybe I'll do a little preview on the Patreon. Okay, I'll talk to you guys later. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.